everybody to the Lowest Ass Podcast. This week's edition is jam-packed with content. We got so much stuff. So much stuff. We're talking NBA, we're talking tokens, we're talking NFTs, we're talking NBA Top Shot, and so much more. But we're going to start off with just figuring out how John's doing today. How are you doing today, John? Oh, I'm doing well, man. I thought you were, I, re- I really thought you were just going to go right into the first topic and I was be like, we can't even like catch up or anything like that. We're just, it's all business, you know? I'm doing well. Uh, I got a haircut. Um, I haven't talked to you since last year on this podcast, at least. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like you, like you said, there, there's, we're jam packed today because there's just been so much going on good and bad. Um, but we're going to try and focus on the good stuff that's been happening. <laughs> uh, how about you, Caleb? How you doing? I've been great. I've been great. We've taken a bit of a hiatus from the podcasting, but we're ready to jump back in. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, no, I think this is going to be a great year. We had a ton of uh, loyal people come to support us last year, and we're super yes, excited for yet another year of just just pumping out content for you all. Um, and speaking of, we're going to start with a bit of a weekly rundown. We're going to run down a couple quick topics here, and we're going to start on the Flow blockchain. Um, the first thing to talk about actually was today when we're recording this was the metallic gold and hollow drops top NBA top shot. Uh, both were projected and are consistent with them being a very positive EV pack for both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's some awesome moments in there. Lamelo and Steph in the metallic gold. And then we're looking at like a Luca in the hollow, obviously. So if you got one of those, we'd love to see it. Um, DM us a picture of it, send it to us on Twitter, whatever you want to do, uh, send it over. We'd love to, we'd love to see it. Um, speaking of the Flow blockchain, though, there's tons more going on. This Friday, we have another NFL all-day drop. It's going to be for the Division Series. Um, I mean, I'm personally super, super excited. That was an awesome weekend. All four games went to were, were decided on the last possession of the game. I can't remember the last time that happened. Me either. Um, are you buying it this week? Oh, for sure. I mean, I have to, man. Because first of all, I don't know if if you guys haven't seen it already. I've only popped one pack of the six packs that I bought for NFL all day because I'm trying to I'm trying to build up that like you know that library of packs of unopened packs. Second reason why though is because my 49ers are there and the, and they really did pull off a comeback there in the fourth quarter against the Packers. Sorry to my Green Bay fans, but oh, it is so nice to be back in the NFC Championship. Ah. <sighs> How are you feeling about Jimmy G? Just a quick, um, quick take. Uh, I would say he's better than last year, certainly, and uh, uh, I think I think he has at least uh, been more um, efficient than last year. I think that I think as somebody who watches the NFL a lot less than the NBA, from the things that I've seen, I think that we have a good chance to go all the way this year. But that is to say that I do not watch a lot of football, so. You're, this is, I have no idea if that's actually true or not. Good friend of the podcast, Chewy Wolf, also agrees with you, in case you're wondering. He's big. Oh, yeah. Isn't he a barrier boy? Big Niner fan. So, shout out Chewy yeah. Wolf. Hell yeah, um, baby. Keeping it in the Flow family, the Ballers airdrop is coming soon. You're looking at a new sneaker that's presumed to be part of the, the game that you can use your Ballers for. Uh, they haven't released a whole lot of data yet, obviously, but they have released that the uh, cutoff point to be able to hold one is coming up soon so keep an eye out for that as well if you're a ballers fan uh, also speaking of ballers today saw an awesome tweet from Roz Gold. Um, she was in the locker room with our good friend duncan robinson Ooh, uh, duncan and he robinson. was shouting out the ballers because he's got a couple of those bad boys so if you have a ballers you got to be pretty happy even with the lower floor today um, are you you in the ballers there john I am not, I do not own a Ballers yet, but uh, I do like ever since um, they were on, they got placed on the Gaia Marketplace. I have had a tab open with them, so I'm just like every day. I'm just like I inch closer and closer to picking one up. But what I'll say with that is though is that um, you and I actually both got into the whitelist for a new flow project that I'm actually very excited for because for the first time ever I'm gonna get into an NFT on the flow blockchain that is in top shot and that's very exciting to me um and that is uh that's that's the flunx if i'm if i'm saying that correctly the flunx project um very similar uh not in uh, i wouldn't say like a similar project but like they have a similar art style um and we're all like we're all like uh 
I think like in a, a school or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, Caleb got me that alpha in early, and I was able to get into the Discord. So uh, very kind of him. Well, you know, I that's what I'm here for, really. I know that they did a whitelist for the first three thousand members. I think mm-hmm. I think I remember texting it at like two o'clock in the morning, and they were at twenty nine fifty or something crazy like that. So I am happy. That, uh, that you got in as well. I do have yeah. a quick question. I don't know how much time you spent in their Discord. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Did you know that there are different clicks that you can be in? Yeah, I did. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into I gotta that. Know, what, what click are you in? Because oh, I want to know what you're in first, and then I'll tell you what I'm in. Okay, well, first of all, while I'm looking, I know that our mascot is the, the aliens or something, right? I think so, if that's I correct. So, hold yeah. on. Um, Wait forget how do i know which one i'm in i forget how to find out oh clicks there we go i am i didn't pick one i thought i had picked one well right. I, can, I guess i can pick, pick now. it live on the air yeah. Ooh, we're picking it live oh shoot well obviously like okay so the four options are jock freak greek uh, sorry not greek geek greek. <laughs> <laughs> you could be Giannis. no uh or prep um and obviously having most people have been from top shot a lot of people chose the jock which i'm sort of leaning towards but also i just kind of like freak so i'm gonna go with freak i okay. actually i actually like that uh and our our hangout is the bleachers which i think is very fun um fun. yeah so uh caleb i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that you chose jock i did not i actually chose Ooh. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, Why? Why yeah. are you a prep? Ah, dude, just, come on. That's just, that's just me. Ah, that's dude. That's just me. Well, um, you know, I respect yeah, I mean, And you know what? We're, the, we're in the total minority. There's only 216 of us in the, in the, in the wild. So I'm very you. excited about that. Love, all love to uh, my friends out on the courtyard. I believe. Courtyard. Yeah, hanging out <laughs> yeah. in the courtyard. So, <laughs> everyone else is just like you know in the bleachers or like at like a game or something like that you guys are just hanging out in the courtyard hanging out in the courtyard yeah Yeah. (laughs) what else we got coming up this week um so we got we got a few things going on so um in a couple days actually as a recording uh cool cats is getting their companion drops uh so everyone has been in a frenzy trying to get into their allow list or white list or whatever you want to call it so they can get a um cool cats companion which actually looks like very adorable they look like these little almost like they don't i don't know they look like very like amorphous blob guys like they're they're really cute um and uh everyone is expecting that to be very very um good for uh a flip if you're trying to get in on early you there's a good chance for you to flip it but also it's cool cats they have a great brand on them already so if you want to hold it for the long term i don't think that's a bad idea either um so not financial advice of course as always we never give that around here we only try to give the uh good fun content (laughs) so uh i would say check it out Uh, as if you don't know about cool cats already you should if you're in the nft space but that's very exciting we also um if you're part of the uh small uh family of products like uh swole bodies or small brains or uh, anything in the treasure ecosystem uh small pets are coming uh and small backpacks are coming too as airdrops for people who have uh owned and i don't know if you have to have staked but you if you own a small brain you're you're going to be getting those those airdrops coming soon as well um, and I'm going to talk about um, the treasure ecosystem in just a little bit, but that is exciting. I just wanted to mention that. Um, and just a kind of thing, a little back and forth, uh, is that Caleb got me into a project. And then in return, I also got Caleb into a project as well called the Star Wolves. Um, they are a very tight-knit Discord, uh, which is invite-only, but their uh, public Twitter has uh, over 14K followers. Um, they just had an auction this... Uh, actually, yesterday as we're recording this, um, where for 24 hours they had 10 Genesis Star Wolves up for auction, and all 10 of them sold at a minimum of 2.5 ETH as the top bid, and the top-selling one sold for 4 ETH. Um, so that is so very exciting um, for us who are in the Discord, but for you guys as well, very exciting because um, as more people get into the Discord, um, the only way that you can get into it is by someone inviting you from out from inside the Discord itself. So I was able to invite Caleb, and now he's in now. And uh, um, if you play, 
in like uh, their little mini games that they have inside the Discord, you can earn uh, an invite that you can give to somebody else. So those are going to be getting doled out as time goes on. So hopefully, um, everyone has a chance to uh, at least um, have an opportunity to buy one because I, I see them as being like a really good up and coming uh, project in line with some of those like Cyber uh, Kong Genesis type uh, you know uh, communities that are very small but very tight knit as well. Um, uh, lastly, I, I'm going to bring up one project that I actually just found out last night. Um, they're called the Jiggies. I don't know if you've ever heard of this project, Caleb, but they are uh, a project that um, I, someone chilled in a in another Discord that's not even like... I, I think it, it's just another NFT Discord that I'd like, I'm in. Um, and they already have a demo that you could try out right now. So if you go to the Jiggy's NFT disc, uh, NFT Twitter, you can find um, their Discord, and then from there you can go to their demo and check it out and stuff. Um, and last time I checked, you still had an opportunity to get on their whitelist if you if you played the demo all the way through. You you had an opportunity to uh, enter your uh, your um, sorry your address, and uh, you're on the whitelist. Uh, so, uh, but I will say that that their demo was a lot of fun to do you could like they they gave you a taste of what they're going to be doing inside their sort of metaverse which is like they had like an arcade and they had the ability to like fly around by collecting items and like there's a whole like small little like platformer that you could you could hang out in for a bit and see what that's like so those are my things that i have going on this week or at least the things that i've noticed and and was able to just write down but uh as always there's always new projects coming out like literally every single day and there's new great you know creatives and developers who are trying to work together especially during this time where ethereum and bitcoin and stuff are all crashing that you know the, the best thing you could do right now is to build and to, uh, create community and stuff because you know that's that's what's gonna end up being important when we're not in a bear anymore right so. exactly yeah 100 percent. i actually wanted to kind of build off that as well talking about good community work as well the Bouncing back to actually a flow project real quick, mm -hmm. the UFC uh, Strike NFT project that they've been working on with Dapper Labs, um, they recently had an issue where they didn't actually release all of the champion uh, legendary tier moments, basically. They only ended up putting out a very small percentage of them. So what they did actually, in case you haven't seen yet, um, they're giving back the $50 Dapper $50, sorry, they're giving back in Dapper Balance for everybody that bought a pack, and you get $50 per per pack back, so you basically get your money back, plus you get one free UFC Strike NFT as well with that. Uh, they're giving away more than $5 million in total sales, plus they're giving away extra NFTs, so that's that's just a huge community move. I was talking with a couple people on Twitter last night about um, how important it is to make sure that when you have a new, pro uh, new project coming out, if you do have an issue or anything like that, like they've come straight for the neck in terms of just great PR basically like that's oh, yeah. just been a spectacular way to do it um, and the, and I guess the last thing that I wanted to throw into the weekly rundown myself was actually there is a reserve pack on NBA Top Shot coming out Thursday uh, this awesome. podcast should probably be in before then um, so if you haven't already 24 hours ahead of time you need 350 trade tickets in your collection uh, to be eligible for the pack it's looking like last time i checked lab token it's something around 1500 people are currently eligible for it so you're looking at a one three shot um yeah did you have anything else to add for the week there john it's very exciting um you are going to be there on that thursday drop right yes sir all right well best Ready of to luck to you for that uh, I don't have the trade tickets in yet. I know it's something I just need to do. It's just going to take a lot of time, and I just haven't dedicated that time yet. So, just try uh, to that's exciting. when everybody else is flowing for what it's worth. Like, if anybody's looking for a little bit of alpha on how to how to buy all those, the yeah. the reserve pack is not worth it if you're buying them at three dollars. It is worth it if you're buying it at two dollars, in my opinion, because the odds are just good enough ish. That yeah, a seven hundred dollar pack is palatable. A thousand dollar pack is not palatable. Mm -hmm. um, when everybody else is going and busy buying these new sets, like I, I bought all my trade tickets, almost all of them, um, this time around, like about 120, I think, when the Hustle and Show Series 3 set was out, because everybody was too busy buying those, that nobody was buying up those $2 uh, Jared Allens and whatnot, basically, of the world, so I just bought all of those. Um, and yeah, I mean, I did that. I did also get a little bit of help from a couple friends that were just getting ready $2 moments, but uh, that would be my nice. best suggestion for people. Very good advice right there. Uh, I love that. I love that. Um, shall we transition to the next topic over here? 
Yeah, absolutely. The next thing we want to talk about was the NBA All-Star Game. Um, we have we have round three of the fan vote, and yep. the All-Star Game is coming up rapidly. Um, so we kind of just wanted to talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, what we decided to do was we were going to break it down. I, as the East Coaster of the podcast, will pick all the Eastern Conference All-Stars. And then John over there on the West Coast will pick all the Western Conference All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we'll... Uh, deliberate on who should actually be in it from the opposite conference if we don't like somebody that's in that conference or something like that i will let you take the floor go ahead john who are your nba all-star starters in the west okay so i think a lot of these are like non-negotiables you know like i think i think for the forwards we got Jokic and braun i mean that like they were going to be there for sure like they're they're both playing to a degree that like I mean we're even seeing like I feel like LeBron is playing at a degree that like uh he, I I certainly like I I don't want to be that person that's like oh he's like this old now you know like he <laughs> you know he should be playing at this level but like he's averaging like thirty points a game again again I, I don't even know how this guy's doing it um Lakers haven't been winning but that's besides the point he's playing amazing uh so Jokic LeBron. My third forward uh, forward center uh, position uh, is Gobert. Um, he is just such a defensive stalwart, the juggernaut of their defense uh, in Utah, and, and that's a lot of the reason why they're winning. Um, and then obviously the guards. These were the easiest picks for me: is Steph and John Morant, who has like really come out of his shell this year. I mean, in more ways than one, he's playing. You know, he he completely breezed past like a like a sophomore year type. You know like slump basically and just rocketed all this way just being an all-star immediately so good for him um caleb what about you though who you got for your eastern conference starters yeah mine was also pretty straightforward um like the forwards there's like no doubt here it's Giannis, uh, obviously because the bucks are great and Giannis mm-hmm. is terrific he's like top two top three best player in the nba um and then you got kevin durant um, and then Joel Embiid is who I have as the forwards. And then for the guards, I have DeMar DeRozan and Trey Young. Um, yeah, that one feels pretty self-explanatory, too. The Bulls have been really good. They've been kind of slumping as of late just because they've lost mm-hmm. Russo and they've lost a couple other guys, obviously. They lost mm-hmm. Lonzo. Uh, Levine was out for a bit as well. So it was pretty much the, just the DeRozan the show, and DeRozan's so far way better this year than he has in the past. Um, and then Trey, I mean, like... It's difficult to argue against Trey here. There's a lot of great guards in the East, um, but Trey has just been pretty consistent of late. And the Atlanta Hawks, all of a sudden, they look dead in the water, flashing a pan from last mm-hmm. year, and all of a sudden they're climbing back. DeAndre Hunter, since he's been back, has made an entire, an enormous, sorry, uh, difference for that team. Like the team is so much better with him on the floor, and it makes Trey look that much better when the team's better. So that is who I have as my starters in the East: Giannis, Durant, and Bead. Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan. Um, who do you have as your seven reserves in the West? Okay. Okay, here we go. So I'm going to start with, like, who I, Okay, should, should I start with, like, who I'm most confident about, or should I, should I just, like, read them out? Yeah, maybe go from, like, confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Okay, okay. So so most confident I have... Uh, I have Devin Booker, Draymond, CP3... I think those three are, are locks. And then I have... I, I, and then, I mean, Donovan Mitchell is, like, one of them, too. Like, like I think those four are, like, locks for me. And then I kind of have um, two forward spots I haven't filled yet. So uh, I would say Carl Anthony Towns is one of them. And then on the... Oh, sorry. And then I didn't even say Luca. Sorry. Luca's up there. Probably, like, one of my most confident. And then uh, my last spot, uh, I gave it to Brandon Ingram because he's playing, like... He's playing well... Um, but it's one of those things where it's like the player's playing well, but the team isn't. Um, but I mean, we have a few players who are like not in like the top six teams, like in the all-star game. So I don't think that necessarily like, obviously like you don't want a team that's like, you know, last dead last in the West being on the all-star team because no matter how good they're playing, um, Brandon Ingham's just one of those players that like he, he just... I, I don't think if he's playing that they win any games this year. Uh, and that's that, I just think that speaks to his, uh, like, how, how much he impacts the team and stuff like that. Especially on a team where, you know, his second best player is 
I don't know. Who would you even say is the second best player? Yeah, Dallas Jones is the second yeah. best player on that team. I mean, yeah. Herb Jones has got to be in that argument now too. <laughs> Devontae Graham. Yeah. So to, to to be able to have win the games that they have is, has been impressive enough and, and recent enough for me to to give him an all stars all star nod. Um, uh, what about you? What, I'll I'll give you what what are your reserves? So. From the confidence meter down, I'm going to go Zach Levine as my most confident reserve. Nice. And then Jimmy Butler. Um, and then we kind of get into tough territory. Like Harden, I guess. This is the worst Harden season we've had in the last 10 years probably. Um, but I'm still going to take Harden anyway just because the Nets would be literally nothing without him half the time because like, Kyrie can only play half the games. <laughs> and they have nobody else in that roster. And uh, Durant is hurt. Um, and then Jared Allen is in there as well for me. Uh, Jared Allen is just, he has revitalized that Cavaliers defense. And some of that obviously comes with Evan Mobley and his impact as the second big in that super ginormous set mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. front court players, the Cavaliers. Like every night they're playing Markinen, Mobley, and yeah, Jared three Allen. seven footers. <laughs> three seven footers just going out there. And you know what? It works. It shuts down teams. Definitely. And Allen has been spectacular all year, and he's one of the elite rim protectors in the game. Um, and I think he needs a little love in here as well. And I think he's like sixth in fan voting for the front court right now, so 100% deservedly so. Um, and then I do have Fred Van Fleet in there, who's having just an insane season. Um, he has an insane usage rate as well, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because the Raptors only play seven or eight guys every night, it seems, these days. Um, but he is averaging career highs in multiple different categories. The, the Raptors would be literally a lottery team, like an easy, high lottery team, basically, without him playing right now. He's saved them in a lot of games. So I have Fred Van Vliet in there as well. And then I do have two positions that were kind of coin flips. Um, I'm going to start, I'm going to put Darius Garland in for the All Star game. This one was really, really tough. I had to talk about this. We talked about this off camera um, about whether it was Garland or Lamelo for me, and I just I I love Darius Garland first and foremost, and I think I think you're just looking at a guy that can average 21 and 10 assists for the next 10 years next to Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Oh yeah, and Darius Garland, and he's doing that night in and night out right now. Um, He's, it's funny because Lamelo reminds me so much of Luka Doncic, or uh, similar bigger guards basically that can that can dish it and end up getting twenty mm-hmm. ten and ten. Whereas Darius Garland reminds me a lot of another Hall of, or a, a, I say another Hall of Famer reminds me a lot of a Hall of Fame current player in Chris Paul. He yeah. doesn't have the same okay. mid range game that Chris Paul has, uh-huh. but he's an elite elite passer. He's a great shooter from from range as well as a good cutter inside. Um, I'm picking Darius Garland there. And then I guess for the last forward spot, I'm going to take Jason Tatum. I really don't like taking Tatum here. I, If you know me, I've been very critical of Jason Tatum recently. He's having a historically inefficient season. Um, <laughs> he begrudgingly picks him, yeah. Yes, it's a begrudging pick, mostly because that means that Chris Middleton is left out. Um, but Tatum, I think will probably be in if it were up to me solely it would be Chris Middleton um, but that basically means that on the fringe there I have Lamelo and Tatum or, or Lamelo and Middleton sorry mm-hmm. um, what about you do you have anybody just sitting outside well okay so um, we kind of talked about this off camera and, and I didn't really know his impact until you kind of you kind of brought him up into the conversation but DeJounte <laughs> Murray uh, actually um, from what you have told me because I don't watch a lot of Spurs games because like I I I just think that the Spurs, while they are, like, not a terrible team, are just a team that, like, I don't find as fun to watch. Um, pretty terrible, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad right yeah, but, I mean, that's all to say that, like, like he, DeJounte Murray's, like, almost like a, a SGA for, the th- for like, the, the Spurs, where he's, like, he's, like, a great player, but, like, you can't overlook that like their win loss record because of that you know like he, like he's not that great of a player like maybe if he was you know because um what were what splits like 19 8 and 8 you said yeah i think it's 19 
9 assists, and 8.5 rebounds, plus 2 steals. And we talked off screen that only two other NBA players have ever done this in history that finished the season with 19, 9, and 8.5, and, and 2 steals. And those players are Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. And now, although I'm like very critical of the picking the stats sort of scenario where it's like, you know, he's the first guy in 70 years to have <laughs> 16.7 points, nine turnovers, and yeah. triple doubles per year. Yeah, yeah. But that just shows the astronomical impact that he has. And, like, sure. how much worse the Spurs would be without him. Like, yeah. imagine if that's just a, if that's like Dennis Schroeder, for example, like how bad the Spurs would be. But, yeah. anyway. Um, that, he was, he was one of those players that I almost wrote down, um, but, yeah, no, you, you, there's there's so many more factors that go into it other than, like, his own shooting splits and stuff like that. Um, and then, I, okay, I don't know how to bring this up and not make it sound like it's a homer pick. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. Th- okay, I, you know. It's a homer pick knows. for both of us, because I'm Canadian and you're a Warrior fan, so it's a homer pick for both. Yeah, I think that Wiggins is one of those players that will be, and... This has been talked about on the No Dunks podcast. Shout out to them. That he may be the best player to never be on an All Star team. To never be on an All Star team. Think about players who have never been on the All, never been on an All Star team. First of all, he's going to have by the end of his career. I think he's projected to have twenty thousand points in his career. That's already one thing, right? To also be like a very very good solid, like I would say like. Like, even when Clay wasn't playing, like, the Warriors were still, like, doing decently well because Wiggins would pick up wherever Steph was, was dropping off. And I think that he he doesn't need to be, like, their primary scorer. But, like, if you watch him play, and, I, and obviously I watch a lot of Warriors games and stuff like that, he, he, like, is a lot better at creating his own shots. He's a lot better at defending now. I think that he is one of those players that, for, for the first half of his career, he got a bad rap because he was never going to live up to the potential that we gave him. I think now he's in a better role and he's more able to show off what he can actually do. Um, I just think that he's he is a lot better than we may assume him to be because of how long he was not as great as we thought he would be. That's fair. I can I can understand that. I think I think that the players as far as good players that haven't been an all-star yet. I actually it's funny cuz I was starting to write them down. Mm-hmm. Players that I know that haven't been an All Star. No, no, no. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry. To never be an All Star, like in their entire yeah, career, they'll yeah. never make an All Star team. Okay. Yeah. So um, my list here, uh, he was on my All Star pick was Fred VanVleet. I would argue is probably better than Andrew Wiggins. He no, just okay, but you a lot okay. More. No, but I'm saying is like you're saying, but Fred VanVleet will be an All Star this year. Likely, he hasn't yes. been one yet though. Okay, but like, th- what my my point is that like, the level that he plays at is just a skosh below ever being an all star. Gotcha. So like, so like the, the over under would be point five on how many all star games he makes. Yes, exactly. I would take the exactly. over on that. For what it's worth, I would take the over on that, and that's because I was a, I was a proponent that Andrew Wiggins going to the Warriors is both is mutually beneficial. I think mm-hmm. that Andrew Wiggins filled that wing spot that was really really wide open without a Harrison Barnes or Kevin Durant mm-hmm. um, and he has actually bought into the system it's almost like going to the Timberwolves is just a cesspool of wasted talent who would have guessed <laughs> that though, right? um, like, not to be too hard on the Timberwolves but mm-hmm. like you don't win there like that's not what you do when you go to Minnesota yeah. it's the same thing as when you go to sorry Chewy Sacramento, like you don't win when you go to Sacramento, you just go there and it's a place you are for you, a while. You have you your leave. beginning, yeah, exactly. You get to yeah, leave yeah. after. That's yeah. the nice part. I mean, the mm-hmm. best, the best example of that is. Do you remember Buddy Heel talking and he was saying something? He was saying sorry to Solomon Hill because Solomon Hill got hurt or something. Mm-hmm. And Solomon Hill commented back up to him on Twitter. He's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll be fine. You're still in Sacramento. Like, we'll get you soon or something like that." That gives yeah. you an idea. Um, the other guys that were on that list of just short list of guys that haven't been because I agree with what you're saying now, but other guys that mm-hmm. also haven't been an all star before. Um, I think CJ McCollum could be a guy that will never make an all star team. That you oh, you don't see him ever team. making an all star team? I don't know. I just like. I think if he's on a different team, he makes an all star yeah, team. You're probably right. 
You're probably right. This this list was just guys that haven't made one yet. So yeah, that's fair, 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 fair. That's fair. fair. I, Keep going. For what it's worth, I'll... Lamelo and SGA were on there, but yes, okay. Um, yeah. What about Dejounte Murray? Dejounte <laughs> Murray, yeah, he should be on there too. And, and Darius Garland and Jared Allen, and yeah. all the guys that made it this year. Are because players. okay, the the way that I see it is that you named a bunch of guys who are like like no question on an upward trajectory in their careers. Yeah, I think that Andrew Wiggins is like literally like ninety percent of his potential has been met, and like he's at his last probably ten percent of his potential, and then that's the player he'll be for the rest of his life. I think so. Like, is that too. Be yeah, yeah. He's like in his 30s now. I think, but like, but even like in the bubble, I think that he was showing like so much more potential than he has shown since then, which makes me think like he could be a better player in the future. I think it's also like how many people watch Trailblazer games when Dame's not in the playoffs. Like, this is the Spurs impact all over again. Like, the Trailblazer, it's not a big market. You know, mm-hmm. outside of Dame, like, there's not a lot of big sexy players. Like, it's Roko. Like, who cares yeah. about Robert Covington? Nurkic, yeah. Nurkic. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Anthony Simons. Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> Larry Nance Jr., you're right. There you go. Big star talent. Yeah. Um, people just don't really care about the Trailblazers a lot. I think you're right. I think if CJ leaves, he could make an all-star game. I think he's just at that fringe, though, where he's, like, a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in, like, that slight level below, like, the Bradley Beals of the world to me. But that, yeah, that's beyond for sure. Um... Yeah, did you have anybody that you can think of that wasn't on my list for the East that should be? Ah, for the East? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, uh, Jalen Brown definitely hasn't played enough games this year, right? I mean, I think he's played enough games. I just don't think he's an all-star. I ha- I honestly had to coin flip between him and Tatum. Yeah. And it came up heads, so I picked Tatum. But <laughs> not actually. <laughs> um... But. I mean, Miles Bridges, uh, I don't know. He had a really good start to the season. Uh, he's kind of um, cooled off a little bit, but yeah. he's been very good still. Um, no, I can't really think of anyone else. I'm trying to think who's, like, like top of the East. Like, you have to give a, pick, a, a spot to. But, yeah, I mean, like, there certainly isn't, like, anyone else on the Sixers you can give it to. There's certainly no one else you can give on the Nets. Yeah, Middleton's probably the only one where I'm, like, their seed warrants a second player, but that's I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a real toss up for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving moving on. What do you have for us? You had something some alpha for us. Is that what I heard? Okay. Yes. So thank you, Caleb, for the uh, very nice transition. Um, today, I actually wanted to talk to you guys about a community that I have been in for a while now that is really making waves, and I'm sure you have heard of it at least in passing now if you're in the NFT community, but the Treasure ecosystem, I have to tell you guys right now, is doing some amazing things. So think of it like this. Um, it's kind of it, like in... If you're thinking about it in like all of its facets and all the things it can do, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. But if you think of it like this, it's just like a, it's a uh, layer two system. So basically, like instead of like being on Ethereum and like paying gas for an NFT on there, you go to their uh, layer two, which is Arbitrium, which is just like you're still on Ethereum. You're still on the blockchain, but you're on a layer two system, which means that all of the... Um, I, all of the uh, transactions that need to be settled happen off the blockchain so that when you do make those those transactions, it's a lot cheaper. So basically, gas is really cheap on Arbitrium. You're still on it. You just have to switch the network on your little MetaMask. Okay, and that's where, that's where um, the Treasure ecosystem lives. Um, there are a bunch of different projects that are on there, but there will be soon many more. The one that I uh, have been in since the beginning is the Small Brains collection. Um, so if you don't know already, Small Brains, um, they are these really cute little uh, uh, pixelated uh, like uh, like ape guys, um, and they all they all have like different varying sizes heads and stuff like that. And that's because um, you can stake these guys um, to basically. So like uh, if you're staking your your small brain, then uh, you can't sell it or anything like that. Um, you can't list it. Uh, and during that time, it will begin to accrue, accrue IQ, which is like what they use as their counter for as long as you stake it. So if I if I had um, staked it from the very first day that it was launched to now, um, I would have like 500 IQ or something like that. 
And so that, that just basically lets their system know that I have staked it from the beginning. Um, and so their next step for that is like, uh, oh, um, for every, uh, pair that you have, um, because they're, they're, they're like male and female small brains basically. So every pair that you have, um, once they uh, accrue a certain amount of IQ, then they can, they, they have new things that you could do with them. So you're able to breed, you're able to, um, use like these, uh, like, you're basically the offspring of those two NFTs to create a third one that then you can use to collect resources. So it's kind of like a game system. So basically once those resources are collected, things that like you get from there, you are also able to stake. And then those things that you stake begin to earn their coin, which is magic. Their, their, uh, their coin that they use for everything basically. Um, and so that is like their whole system that they use. So you like, you start from like their Genesis, small brains, they, breed create offspring and then those those like collect items that you can use to basically accrue more um and so they have done that with a bunch of their different projects and stuff like that and what they basically want to do for all of their collections is to make every nft stakeable so that you can like out like you can basically yield their coin from anything that you buy um and that and that comes with a bunch of different like really cool things so like uh the the people who had like basically bought their coin from the beginning and had staked their coin they had the option like to like stake it indefinitely or like not not stake it indefinitely but you had the option to choose how long you want to stake it for um and so uh a few days ago um those people like that that time frame that they were they were able to stake it to had ended so everyone who had staked it was able to like remove it and like basically sell it off if they wanted to and a lot of people were worried that like their price for the coin would like completely tank because of that because not only were they able to like take out their coin and like basically sell it off they could like also you know just like like the, the price would basically depreciate and stuff like that um but it basically did the opposite so like once it got unstaked all of those people who unstaked they they basically bought into it there's a there's a there's a dip that like went down to maybe like under a dollar because prior to that it had been like three, four dollars, and then it went all the way down to like under dollar, and then within like an hour it had gone and bounced all the way back up. Um, it, it just proves that there's like a lot of people who really believe in the project and really want to buy into the coin, and also just like um, their their uh, like white paper that describes all of like the staking mechanisms and stuff like that. Uh, it just shows there's like a lot of really great developers who are working on this too, um, and uh, to that point as well. New collections are coming out, uh, coming out now that really want to be on their uh, marketplace and stuff like that. They're that they're going to be dropping soon. That's called Trove, um, and there uh, there are a few that are still like uh, have their whitelist open or yeah have their whitelist open. So um, uh, projects like Battlefly and uh, Peekaboo and um, I'm trying to think of a third one. Um, they, those, those projects, they have their whitelist open right now. Oh, sorry. And Toadstools and Enjoyer. Those are, those are four new projects that are going to be coming out on this, um, chain basically that you still have the option to get into right now. That's why I want to bring it out to everybody right now, because those four projects haven't launched yet, but everybody who is a part of like the, the ecosystem are really excited to be a part of those four projects because they think that like, you know, that like, like I said before, every collection is going to be in theory, um, able to be staked into their system so that you could earn coins for it, basically. Um, it's it's kind of dense. I kind of described it in like a sort of like a roundabout way, but I hope that made sense to everybody who's listening. Um, if you have any questions, though, I'm going to be doing a write-up on it soon about it just so it, it makes more sense if you're reading it and stuff too. Um, because the small brains and what they're doing is already amazing, but even bigger than that, like the developers behind the entire... Um, treasure ecosystem are doing like insanely innovative things for the for the nft community um and it like things like this they really they like like projects happen every day but like really really innovative things like this um you don't really know that they're innovative until that you like you you see that it's too late basically you know um that's what I, that's how i felt about a lot of like different projects before this like I didn't know how innovative like the board API club was going to be for branding and like making a really good collection till, you know, they were priced out of my price range and stuff like that. Um, or the, you know, or even like the ballers and stuff. Like I didn't know how innovative that was going to be for the flow blockchain until like 
I kind of like was like, now nah, I have to spend, you know, a couple, a couple thousand dollars to get back into it now. Um, you know, so like, that's what I want to say to everybody right now. There's still opportunities out there for, for the treasure ecosystem for you to join in and stuff like that. Just, just really start to follow like a bunch of like ambassadors of the community. Um, uh, uh, John Patton is the the founder of the Small Brains and stuff like that. So if you want to follow his Twitter, he has a really great, um, like they have really great guides on how you can bridge your Ethereum from the Ethereum blockchain, the Layer One blockchain, to Layer Two Arbitrium. Um, I just for I just uh, for the first time bought Magic just like by doing that um, yesterday because. Um, everyone was waiting waiting for this dip to happen and never did so now i'm just buying into it now because like um they are like there's there's so much potential there uh so i would say if you don't want to if you don't want to get into all of like the nft stuff and stuff like that i totally understand it might be really complicated for everybody so i would say just like then be looking into buying their coin because like again it's just like it's just crypto at that point you don't have to worry about like i mean obviously do your own research and stuff like that uh, and and make sure you know what's going on and where your money's going and everything. But like, the the price action that Magic is doing and could potentially do for the, you know, next few months and on, uh, is very exciting a lot and a lot of potential for it. Um, but yeah, Caleb, was that for you? How was that? Was that uh, yeah? No, that makes I, sense to you? I know a little bit about the project. Obviously, I've been trying to focus a little bit of my NFT like non flow nft stuff mm-hmm. i've been kind of pivoting towards trying to find a place in a couple different ecosystems that make a lot of sense so something mm-hmm. like the treasury ecosystem like you talked about obviously is really popular right now um obviously the gutter uh the gutter family yeah. i guess whatever you want to call it that's a pretty popular ecosystem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know also the um, invisible friends are coming from the random the random collective i believe they're called yeah. uh, ecosystem as well these are just big it's very clear that these NFTs that have been able to get to the point where they can have this large ecosystem of different projects that bring different things and different Mm -hmm. uh, incentives and things like that. Um, They all obviously stem from the originators, obviously, through like Board Ape and stuff like that, like you talked about. But they also all offer, maybe this is a weird thing to say because it's NFTs, they offer like a slightly more risk averse um, means of getting into these NFTs in that Mm -hmm. you know that there's. A little bit of a backbone with these projects obviously like if you were to go buy a gutter rat for example you know that it's kind of propped up based on the fact that the gutter cat is something that's worthwhile and the gutter pigeon is something that's worthwhile etc etc mm-hmm. so i think getting into these ecosystems and like you explained it at depth like at length obviously and for those of the uh, out there that are interested like that's a great thing obviously but i think like even people that aren't super interested in one specific one like there's a handful of different ones just go find one that really interests you and i think that the treasury ecosystem is a great example of one that people could just hop into i think oh yeah for sure That's, and yeah. yeah like i said um if you guys watching or listening right now have any more questions feel free to reach out to me um and like I'll, I'll try to answer all your questions about it too um there are a lot of things that like i also didn't really talk about here like the other collections and uh that are in the treasury ecosystem as well um interestingly enough if you guys remember at the like uh, like I want to say like four or five months ago now. Do you remember Loot, Caleb? Yes, I do. Yeah, good time. So, yes. <laughs> Just absolute dark ages. Honestly, like it was not great. But Loot, um, th- like originally what Treasure had, was doing was that they wanted to make a derivative of Loot where like you could actually be like a playable character and use the items that you had in, in your Loot. And so they that's how, that, that was like one of their first collections was called Treasures because they wanted to like give you all of these items that you had had um, in your loot basically. Um, and that's where the derivative stemmed from. And then obviously like it grew from like being a derivative to being its own, like, you know, completely new thing. Um, a horse of a different color, as you would say. So uh, it is, yeah, there's a lot going on there. Um, but you can't go wrong with just doing some research on your own as, as well. So yeah. feel free. Absolutely. Let's wrap this up with a lowest ask for each of us. I think that's a mm. that's a great way to do it. Um, if you were buying something right now at its lowest ask price, what's a good deal, Jenna? Okay, it's magic. Okay, I already talked about it, right? But it's magic. Buy the magic, but like, but like, not financial advice. <laughs> but it's at a great price right now. I don't think I don't don't I don't think it dips under two dollars ever again. I don't know. I don't want to make that my famous last words or whatever, but I don't think it does that. But on a wider scope, what I was going to say as well is that uh, 
platforms that can fade movement of ETH NFTs. That's what I wrote down. Like, like, you know, Magic is a great point, uh, a great one. But you know, also I've talked about Vive is another good example. If you guys have yes. seen Vive in like the in like the past couple months, it has completely exploded. Absolutely nuts. Um, like their their ultra rares and their secret rares have gone ten x in three months, basically. So. The, and it's it's because they, they don't they they do not fall under you know ethereum based blockchain and they they have their own um crypto which is omi and uh they have their own their whole own community like they like that's why i, I think that's what's so crazy and i'm not going to go too deep into this but like i almost don't see the same people using vive as i see the people using like ethereum nfts no, and stuff like that because like yeah, they're they're just completely doing their own thing. They're in their own world. And I think that's great. I think that's so important is that like Ethereum NFTs are not the be all end all because that's very dangerous because if that crashes then it all crashes, you know? So uh and as we're kind of seeing like we're kind of in this like holding pattern right now with Ethereum NFTs and stuff like that. Um but yes, so don't be afraid to go out to the other platforms. Flow, another great example. Um Vive, uh uh Magic all of those because uh, a lot of different places are trying to build that next competitor for OpenSea and stuff like that. Uh, looks rare. Um, I was just but, about to yeah. say that looks rare. Yeah, yeah. They have some great backers too, of course. But um, yeah, definitely just keep your, keep, keep your ear to the ground and also like keep your eyes out for uh, other microplaces and stuff like that. It's all going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And my lowest ask for this week is, well, first off, if you know me and we've chatted over the last week, then you already know what it is because I've been beating the hell out of this drum all week. And that is to buy the metallic silver fan edition moments. Complete the challenges when you can. Don't overinvest if you don't have, if you uh, don't want to, obviously. I would not suggest doing a lot of these challenges sometimes. Like, for example, the Bismarck Bianco one was not particularly profitable. It did end up being profitable because it's selling for about $40 at the moment. But, but, and here's the reason why. For whatever reason, people have not really noticed, it seems like, that you can use fandom moments in the hard challenges that the Top Shot has been putting on recently. So the Flash challenges, for example, like the minutes played one from last week uh, that required a Scotty Barnes, which pumped up to over $700, $750. The hard challenges require a rare or a legendary moment, generally, but they don't just require a rare or a legendary. They also, you can use fandom moments for them. The reason that that's particularly notable is Trey Young, for example, his lowest rare moment the cheapest one is a metallic gold, and it's $500. The metallic silver that he has is under $40 right now. Imagine, imagine Trey Young gets in an assist challenge, or in a points challenge, or in a three-pointers challenge, because he could get mm-hmm. in all of those. Oh, yeah. Um, what is the cheapest hard challenge moment to get is now Trey Young, and it's $40. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Same goes for Jalen Brown. Um, his cheapest rare is $169 US, um, nice. and his metallic silver is currently $29. Um, and then the last one, obviously, Fandom Moment, just from the recent ones, just because of the recency bias, obviously. Uh, Terrence Mann is a good example as well. He doesn't have a rare or legendary moment, which means that that, 50, that moment um, minted out of 5608 I believe it is, um, is the only... Terrence Mann moment that could be utilized in a flash challenge on hard. And the reason that that is particularly notable is because Terrence Mann's minutes have been up this year. He hasn't been performing as well as everybody expected naturally, but he becomes a primary option because it does not look like Paul George Kawhi may be coming back this year. Uh, Please don't aggregate me for that. I don't know that for a fact, but I do know that they're both still hurt, obviously, and they don't look like they're coming back. Which means Terrence Mann gets tons of minutes. Which means that if Terrence Mann hits on one of those hard challenges, you have to be one of those 5,600 people that ha- that is holding a Terrence Mann. Otherwise, you are locked out. So, Metallic Silver Fan Edition, uh, Magic Coin, those are the things to buy this week. Not financial advice, obviously, but like kind of, but not really. Um, 
Did you have any last words? Are the Warriors winning tonight, John? We'll oh know when my the time gosh! This comes out. Yes, we will know by the time this comes out. They're playing the. Ma- uh, oh, sorry, they're playing Luca and the Mavs tonight. Yes, they are. Ah, oh, if Luca's playing tonight, it's gonna be harder. But okay, I, 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 okay. So one last thing before we go here, I tweeted <laughs> out today, literally this. Did you see what I tweeted today? I didn't know. I okay, seen. so I, I tweeted that. Mark my words, Steph will be the MVP this year, and I'm going to retweet that tweet when that happens, and I'm going to farm it for clout. And then uh, Common Collector, a good friend of mine on Twitter, wanted to set up a nice little bet between us. So he bet that it would be either Jokic or Embiid who's going to be MVP this year. And I said, okay, great, fantastic. So we are betting um, between us two. So if I win, he's going to get me a Steph moment. If he wins, then he gets a choice between a Jokic and Embiid moment. Um, evenly priced, of course, like whichever moments those are. Um and so, uh, I will say that I think that Steph has, he loves, he loves being faded, bro. He loves people being like, oh, he's, he's shooting terribly. And I will say he hasn't been shooting not the best, not the best at all. He, I don't think he has had uh, 10 field goal makes in the last like 10 games. So I think tonight, or at least in, a, in an upcoming game, he's going to have his breakout game and then you know, I think that's when the floodgates just break and he just goes on a tear. So I think they're winning tonight for sure. I have okay. to I have to bet on them. Fair um, enough. The Raptors are going to win tonight as well, which is very nice. Beating the oh, Hornets. they're winning right now? Oh, they're winning by 20. Oh, babe, who do they play against? Hornets. Ah, LaMelo. LaMelo Hornets. Looks oh, like FBB's getting that all-star game. He's not playing actually tonight. But. Oh, really? Anyway. That wraps up our show for this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you all for tuning in, of course, as always. Uh, and you can catch us at thelowestass.com. We'll have the rookie report there. We'll have, we're writing about USC Strike this week. Yes. What else are we writing about over there, John? We're also it's writing the about uh, the final edition of the Steph Curry Ranked. We're also writing about magic uh, and the treasure ecosystem at length. Um, we're also going to be writing about a couple more projects I'm very excited about that I'm going to be shooting out in spurts uh, in the coming weeks. So please do not miss those. You can't, you can't, you can't do a better disservice than not uh, keeping up with what we're, what we're putting out on that website. Um, so Absolutely. yes, if you want to catch us on individual Twitters, uh, I'm at Jesus Ketchum on Twitter. And and I am at Real Caleb Lesko on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find us at the lowest ask or at the lowest ask.com for continuous content. Otherwise, we will see you guys next week. Yes. Peace. Peace.